Welcome to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news and discussion in the most digestible way possible. Today, we play a game we like to call Contender or Pretender. It's just how the name implies. We talk about a team in the divisional round, and we tell you whether or not they're a true Super Bowl contender or a pretender, like the Steelers. To kick off, I don't see a better team to talk about than arguably the best team in the NFL right now, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. And really, there's not much to say about this offense. I mean, they are the most explosive offense in the NFL. Number one offense in terms of yards, number two in terms of total points scored, number one in passing offense, first in yards, second in passing TDs. I mean, I don't even think this one's up for discussion. I think we're here just to, you know, kiss Kansas City's butt a little bit and uh, say good things about them at this point because they've shown throughout the season that they can do it. And, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is being Patrick Mahomes right now, throwing almost 4,800 yards on the season, 38 TDs, and only six interceptions. So those are great numbers. But, I mean, there is a fun fact to it. Uh, Mahomes threw 16 dropped interceptions this year. Uh that puts you up to like 22 interceptions if DBs had better hands and can catch like wide receivers. But I mean, <laughs> they're DBs for a reason. And that's why Mahomes got away with 16 of those. Dang. But he's still good. That's true. That, that's concerning. And, you know, another concern about this offense, like, let's be real, it's that lack of rushing attack. I mean, we saw yeah. CEH week one, and I don't know where CEH went after that. <laughs> he's Edwards injured. <laughs> he's injured. Right now, he's injured. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. This team really could not get the running attack going at all this this season. 15th in terms of rushing yards, 12th in yards per attempt. It it was not what we expected. And I feel like that's like the number one thing. And Mm -hmm. will we even have CEH back? Did you, do you have anything about that? I mean, I think, uh, I mean, what I saw was that he was back at practice yesterday, which is like January 12th. So Tuesday. Um, So he might be back in the running back um, rotation with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, He has that ankle and hip injury all the way back from week 15. He's limited in practice. But I mean, even with CEH there, the way he played during the season was not like spectacular. You know, it wasn't like Jonathan Taylor, you know, like not to throw shade on CEH, but we had people drafting him at like top five in fantasy. You know, he did not give, give us those numbers. I agree. And another fantasy, I guess, bust that a lot of people thought about Le'Veon Bell. I mean, yeah, all that hype once he moved to Kansas city, you know, everyone was blaming Adam Gase for his lack of production. And I mean, like, where did Le'Veon Bell? I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about Le'Veon Bell, but I do know that this team has a very decent defense, very good defense. Mm-hmm. Meld the pack against the the pass and the run, 10th lowest in percentage of drives ending in an offensive score, pretty much meaning that they have that bend, don't break mentality, especially exactly. when they're in that red zone. Yeah. And I mean, even when the defense doesn't do enough, Patrick Mahomes kind of gets it done. You know, they're they're down. Give him a minute. He'll lead the offense down the field, get that touchdown for the win. I mean, they only lost once this this whole season. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And mm-hmm. I guess to kind of sum up um, what we've been thinking, the one thing stopping them, I guess, too, in my opinion, is playing against a team with a good pass rush and keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, which you want to talk about that? Yeah, it's super, like, I mean, you hit it right on. I mean, playing against the Chiefs, I think it's a time possession game. Like, the more, because it, I don't know. I don't know if there's a defense that can't actually stop Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, with all that speed, and Patrick Mahomes 
like it's impossible to stop them. So I think what you have to do as a, a team on your game plan coming into the game, I mean, this is for Cleveland is you got to control the, the, the time of possession running the ball to keep the, the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. So you can potentially win this game. Cause if you give this guy too many possessions, he's going to score too many touchdowns. Sounds good. And let's be real here. The only person stopping Tyree kill is Tyree kill himself when yes. he doesn't think he can mm-hmm. catch the ball. <laughs> but with that being said, yeah, when he... <laughs> contender or pretender, this one's easy contender. I'm going to have to agree with you, Ryan. I think contender as well. Yep. And I mean, that leads us straight into our next, uh, next team here. And that's the team that's going to play the Kansas city, city chiefs uh, this Sunday the first game on Sunday and it's the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) And I mean, I guess I can start this off with this. The Browns beat the Steelers twice in two weeks. (laughs) Just don't be Juju. That's what I think. I mean, I don't think, I personally don't think this is the same Browns team. I think they're coached well. I think they're disciplined. They have a game plan. I mean, here, I definitely think this is a very improved Browns team. No question about it. They went from six and 10 to 11 and five and making the playoff this year, you know, and they beat the Steelers a second time without their head coach. They made the Steelers look like they were playing without a head coach, you know, like it, they, they look good, but like you heard it here on that's the T the Browns are the Browns. And I'm going to thank Juju for that quote. I do not think that they can beat Kansas city. I think that this, I, I agree. I don't think they could beat KC, but I think it's going to be a lot closer. And it really depends on those first couple of drives. If the Cleveland Browns have a lead, they have that thunder and lightning combo. And I'm not just talking about their size. Big Chubb is the thunder, hard hitter, mm-hmm. hard fighter. He literally brings the boom. Kareem hunts the lightning, brings a jolt to the offense with his passing game usage. Yep. Boom, explosive runner. And one thing, to keep in mind is this is a revenge game for Kareem Hunt, and I feel like he's playing a lot more than just for the Browns right now. He wants to prove that in case he dropped him, he still had something with something in him. Yeah, yeah, but I think here we have you mentioned the lightning and thunder combo with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but I think the issue here is that if they can't get this run game going and they start relying too much on Baker Mayfield, I think that's where things are going to start falling apart. Because once the Browns can, they get the ball rolling with Nick Chubb, they can keep Nick Chubb on the field, run that clock down. They, they have those games in the back, easy. But when you, when we've seen them, when they start relying on Baker a little too much and they, they get away from Nick Chubb and they keep Kareem Hunt in every single down because it's obvious passing down, things don't go that great. I will actually agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. If this team wants to succeed, they need to get the play action going. And that only works with the running game. It's Kevin Stefanski's bread and butter. And we can literally take a look at the Vikings run in 2019 when he was offensive coordinator. Dalvin Mm -hmm. Cook against the Saints. 28 28 attempts, 94 yards, two touchdowns they won. Dalvin against the Niners, 9 for 18, and the Vikings pretty much got crushed. They didn't fall for the play action, Mm -hmm. and that's what happens. Yeah. So, I mean, I I definitely agree. I think the Cleveland Browns did enough this season to show that they are, like, a great team that can hang with some of the best teams in this league. But I mean, not to discount what they did. I mean, I don't know if the the two wins against the Steelers mean much. I mean, the Steelers have lost four of their last five leading up to that wild card matchup, you know, like, I don't know what it is. TikTok 
I, I, I don't know what it is, but the Steelers, they've fallen apart. So, I mean, these last two wins for the Browns, I mean, they're coming against a team that just doesn't look, that just didn't look like the Steelers we saw at the beginning of the season. All righty. That mm-hmm. being said, contender or pretender? I mean, it didn't work when Juju said it, but it'll work this, it'll work this time. I'm going to go with pretender for the Cleveland Browns. I, the selling point for me is that I think the Browns are on the rise, but they're not there yet. I think they are also Super Bowl pretenders. Yes. With that being for, said, for sure, our pick for the KC and Cleveland game, I think is pretty obvious. I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs on this one too. I think, I definitely think it will be a close game though. It won't be a blowout, won't be anything too crazy, but the Chiefs are going to take the dub here and they will move on to the AFC championships. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that leaves us with two teams left in the AFC and we're going to start with Buffalo, which is the second game on Saturday. I think Buffalo is... All right, let's be real here. We did not think <laughs> Buffalo was going to be Buffalo. The Buffalo that we saw this year, we thought it was 29. Yeah. If there's anything weird about 2020, it's the Buffalo Bills figuring it out. Yeah, they 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 did it. And I mean, I, I think it's Josh Allen. He he elevated his game this season. I mean, they, they just beat the Colts in a, a close back-to-back and forth game. Like, I mean... They, what was it, like 27 to 24? It's like a three-point game. And I mean, Josh Allen, pretty good this whole season. Like, there, there's nothing to hate about him. I mean, I, I agree. And, you know, Sasso might let Josh Allen improved. Ninth overall offense in the league. Top 10 in most passing categories. And, you know, still middle of the pack in terms of rushing. But I still, you know, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss is stepping up in that passing game too. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. This defense, it's great against the pass. It's mediocre against the run, but I mean, like, they get the job done, and that's what matters the most. Yeah. And, I mean, if we're looking ahead a little bit just to see their matchup, I mean, to bring up history a little bit, I mean, the last time Buffalo played the Ravens, it was not pretty for Josh Allen. And that came uh, week 14 of last season. And, I mean, there he played one of his worst, worst games ever. I mean, like, he <clears> – <throat> He was blitzed 63% of the time, and under this pressure, he went for 7 of 24 for 52 yards when he was blitzed in the game. But, I mean, it's a different story this season, though. I mean, with, um, I think, no blitz this year. He's 105 passer rating with the blitz. He's actually even better. He's 111. So, I mean, I think this is a new Josh Allen, and I think he can put that game behind him. I think something that's really interesting to watch with this Bills Ravens game is that I don't think the Ravens are very good at catching up. It's something that okay. the Buffalo Bills do really well is be aggressive. And we saw this with that game against Denver mm-hmm. where it was they, a blowout. They don't stop. They, don't stop. they will they step on your throats and keep putting your foot their foot down. It's it's yeah. crazy. Sean McDermott's mm-hmm. a savage. I'll say it right yeah. now like I'm scared. Yeah. I'll 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 be scared too. But I mean I I, I, I like what they're doing there, though. I, I think I think it's not as, as savage as we think because the thing is, it's kind of like staying true to your game plan and who you are as a team, you know? You don't stop. You don't – just because you have a lead, you don't change your whole game plan and say, all right, we're going to run it first down, second down, third down, run the clock down. You know, you, you, still, you still stay true to yourself and you still try to score. I agree, and I feel like that definitely even boosted Josh Allen's confidence a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And – I'll start it off. I think this team's an actual Super Bowl contender. 
might be I mean, the best think, team to beat Kansas, Kansas City. Yeah, I, I think they're a contender too. I mean, honestly speaking, if Buffalo was not in the AFC, I think it might be Buffalo and Kansas City in the Super Bowl. The way Buffalo's playing right now, I mean, they're 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 pretty hot. I cannot agree more. But yep. on the flip side of the coin, we have to talk about them. It's the Baltimore Ravens. And yes, for sure. You know, the good thing is this team is getting hot at the right time. And it starts with the running. Game. And we saw it. We saw it the last couple of games. You know, J.K. Dobbins, he's a bloom, he's a blooming star. Yes. I feel like he'll get a lot of opportunities in the playoffs, and it showed last week. Lamar Jackson, though, he doesn't need to make every throw. And I feel like how this team has to function is that they have to let him use his legs, let the running backs move the ball too. But that all starts with having a lead. Yeah. I mean, J.K. Dobbins has been insane. I mean, I think in the past four or five games, he had at least one touchdown per game. You know, I mean, he hasn't cracked uh, 100 yards since in, in that in that time span. But, I mean, he did crack 100 yards twice this season. But it's the, the touchdown. I mean, he he's going crazy over there. The late bloomer, like you said. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and just to add on, I wonder what Marquise Brown we're going to get. Moving forward in the playoffs, we're gonna get Butterfingers Marquise Brown, or we're we gonna get Marquise Brown. You know, speaking of Hollywood Brown, you know, in the off season, did you see the photos of him um, working out or like bulking up? Apparently, yeah, he got hecka big. Yeah, he got hecka big. You know, he was eating like four four thousand calories a day because he was eating like half a jar of peanut butter for breakfast and everything. But like, I mean, I honestly thought like this was his breakout season. But he, it, it, it was obviously was not. I agree. He was like Marquise Brown was like that sneaky fantasy football player you drafted. Like coming yes. in, you're like, oh, I, I got the steal of the draft. Yeah. And he uh-huh. just completely screwed you over. But not, I mean, not going to lie, Des Bryant looks sometimes he looks better than Marquise Brown in the field. Sometimes. Not all the time, but, you know, sometimes he, Des Bryant's making the catches. I agree. And to be honest, like, I'm just proud that Des Bryant was able to just play again, to be honest, yeah. like mm-hmm. based off like what he had to do, what he had to fight through just to even be where he is right now. It's impressive. Yeah. And you know, another thing is that this game, there might be snow at this game. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's crazy about that. This would be Lamar Jackson's second game in the snow. If you count his little snowball fight he had in, in college when he like saw snow for the first time ever. So, I mean, this would be his first, I mean, okay, second game in the snow. That's, that's actually really interesting. And yeah. we'll, we'll see. It'll, it'll show um, that factor. The snow factor is going to show when we, when we watch them, when they play. Yeah, because with snow, it comes wind. And, I mean, you don't, you don't want to throw the ball much when the ball's wet and it's windy. So, these two teams might be relying on J.K. Dobbins for the Baltimore Ravens and, I mean, what, Devin Singletary for the Buffalo Bills? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but another thing about the Baltimore Ravens that's kind of weird is last week, Mark Ingram was completely healthy, but un- inactive. I don't know what happened to him. Gus Edwards, it's my man. Three yards, four yards per <laughs> carry, that's all. Once he passes I mean, those four yards, he stops. <laughs> I mean, I thought Mark Ingram was good, man. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I honestly forgot about him throughout the fantasy season. In the beginning, I remembered about him because he started over J.K. Dobbins. But, I mean, now he's just thing of the past. I mean, on the injury report, we have Matthew Judon and Marcus Peters are notable players who are not practicing at the moment. 
That is yeah. a little concerning, but I mean, traditionally this Ravens team is known to have a good stout defense and mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to fail us. Yeah. Um, so why don't you take us into the contender or pretender predictions? I think that come on, come the Ravens on, are a good team, agree. but I think the competition's too tough in the AFC right now. Yes, sir. So I think that they are a Super Bowl pretender. Let's go. All right. Yeah, I, I got them as pretenders too. <laughs> I honestly was just like, if you call a contender, I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how to smack some sense into you, man. Like they're all, like they're a good team. Lamar Jackson is great, but I mean, we're talking Super Bowl pretender or contender, not 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 as a whole team or anything. So they're definitely Super Bowl pretenders. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on from the AFC, we got the NFC. We got the number one C team. We yes, have sir. Green Bay Packers. And, yep. you know, similar to how we talked up the Chiefs, we're going to have to talk about Green Bay's offense. Yes. They are the best offense in football, statistically. Mm-hmm. Top five mm-hmm. in every category and you cannot guard Devonte adams yeah and i should know because i played against him too much in fantasy football it's freaking mm-hmm, insane mm-hmm. i mean there's one specific guy on that offense we we got to think i mean there's a big shout out to jordan love for being the mvp of this team this season i mean he motivated aaron Rodgers to have one of the best year like his one of his best career years you know, Aaron Rodgers is throwing 48 touchdowns, first in the NFL. I mean, he's tied for first for five interceptions, has an 84 passer rating, which puts him at first. I mean, shout out to Jordan Love. Yeah, and what's crazy is that the Packers don't always have to rely on Aaron Rodgers. They have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, and they're that one-two punch that every coach dreams of. Exactly, yeah. I mean, Aaron Jones has over a thousand yards with only like 200 carries, which is like fourth in the NFL right now. That's that's insane. I mean, I apologize to him because I, I I never drafted him in fantasy at all. I never believed in him, but this year he proved me wrong. It's crazy because in terms of fantasy, like Aaron Jones is always that player that you can't draft in the first round, but he always brings you first round production. Yeah, because the thing is, if you draft him in the first round, everyone else. For the next 40 minutes of this draft, they're going to disrespect you every time it's your time to pick. <laughs> you know? I'm <laughs> just agree. not a first-rounder. I agree. And, you know, maybe that'll change come next year. But I mean, speaking of fantasy, too, we had Devontae Adams. I mean, I think he – you said you, you played him too many times this year, but mm-hmm. I think he put up, like, almost close to 30 or over 30 points at least six times this season. That's – like, it's yeah. a crusher, man. It really was, and I felt it firsthand. But yep. it's crazy because, you know, after Clay Matthews left, I thought that this Packers defense was, like, gone. And their, <laughs> and their defense wasn't even that good. Let's be honest here. Like, I, I only knew about Clay Matthews. But you know uh-huh, what? Okay. This defense, not terrible. Yeah. Might actually I mean, be really good. Jair Alexander. Lockdown, man. He's... I just love his first name. It's just Jair. Jair. Yeah. This secondary, Darnell Savage, Adrian Gamos. They're solid. They're they're really good. Solid players, man. I mean, on that, their linebacking linebacking and D-line is not bad either. They have Zadarius Smith. Yes. And 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 Preston. (laughs) Preston, yeah. The Smith Smith brothers. You got Zadarius and Preston. Yeah, yeah. They both come at different sides, too. It's crazy. But, I mean... I'd be scared of them. I'm scared of them. But Mm -hmm. my biggest question for this team 
Who is Aaron Rodgers' second book? It literally <laughs> could have been any of us throughout this season, and no one would have noticed. I could have yep. put on a Green Bay Packers jersey. Who do you trust? Is it the field-stretching MVS? Is it the goal-line target Robert Tanyan? The once-favorited Alan Lazard? It's crazy because all three of these players do different things, and if one of them can just step up to do all three, I feel like this team can make And that's like your number two receiver right there. Yeah. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers has definitely tried to spread the ball around and get it to other guys besides Devontae Adams, but we've seen it like through multiple games this year where like he drops a dime to MVS, goes straight through his hands. You know, like he just doesn't catch the ball. (laughs) It's and you see Aaron Rodgers frustrated. You definitely do. It's it's really crazy how like some of these players just have brick hands. Like with Aaron Rodgers, like they're not even bad throws. You know, like maybe they're just so surprised at the throws, like an actual dime. Yeah, they're 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 used to having to reach for it. You know, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, speaking of the players that you you just mentioned, I think Robert Ton- Tonyan Tonyan, mm-hmm. what whatever however you say his last name, Robert. I mean, he's been relied on. And he, 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 he showed up. He was on my fantasy team, so I know. I mean, he, he scored touchdowns every week for, for a good amount of time. I mean, it wasn't consistently every week, but towards the end of the season, I mean, he, he's there. I can agree with you more. And I think it's pretty easy what we have to say about the Green Bay Packers. I think they're contender. I think they're contenders, too. I mean, a fun fact about the Green Bay Packers, you, you know about Jer- Jared Valdir? He signed, I think he, he signed with the Colts last week to, to replace somebody on, on the Colts uh, offensive line and mm-hmm. then they're out. So then he asked to be released and then he signed with the Green Bay Packers. So then he would have been the first player to play on two playoff teams. Um, yeah. in like two playoff teams in one year, but he tested positive for COVID. So that's not going to happen, COVID. but that would have been cool. But, but that, that, that leads us to, to why they signed Jared Valdir is because David uh, Bakhtiari is actually out. So they're down one offensive lineman. I arguably want to say not just one, but the best. He's really yeah, good. one of the best, yeah. So we'll see how this team actually operates. Exactly. But I think they're a contender to end off the Green Bay Packers. Moving on to whether or not they're a contender or pretender, we got the LA Rams. And this team, <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's hard surprise, to judge this surprise. team. Like, okay. Yeah, they beat Seattle. That's really cool, right? But just, Seattle hasn't done well in the se- in, in the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. I just I just the Rams are like that team where you just sometimes just don't know what the hell you're gonna get. Like they can beat top teams and then they lose to the Jets. Like, mm-hmm. which which Rams team are you gonna get? Like, it's not the same team that made it to the Super Bowl. That's why I right think now. this I think them beating the Seahawks don't it does it doesn't say a lot because sometimes I get my 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 facts from NFL memes on Instagram but this one's a good fact. The Jacksonville Jaguars have won more playoff games than the Seattle Seahawks within like the past few years. It's, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal, but we all know the Seattle Seahawks 100% better the better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just can't perform in the playoffs. So the Rams beating the Seahawks and it's a division rival. They know each other super well. So I don't know if we can give the Rams like, Oh my God, you're great. You know, for beating the Seahawks type of deal, you know, I agree. It's crazy because I feel like there's like this weird triangle in the NFC West where like 
the Niners can beat the Rams all the time, but the Rams can always beat Seattle and Seattle yeah. always give like the Niners fits. And it's like, it's crazy. It's, just it's weird. Just so weird. It's weird. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't forget about the Cardinals too. You know, they, 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 they have their place in that little rivalry too. I mean, is it really there? I mean, I, I remember week one when they beat the Niners, you're like, Oh, Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. Where they are now. They watching other people be Super Bowl teams. That's what I'm saying. But in terms of the Rams, oh, what's up? In no, no, go of, ahead, go ahead. In terms of the Rams, the winning formula, I feel like, is Cooper Cup, and I feel like this guy is just not utilized as much. He's not, and it's it's a shame because he was really good during that span when they made that Super Bowl run. I know he tore his ACL was, that year, yeah. but like after that, like. It's crazy because, like, you have, like, a span of games where Cooper Cup's, like, flashing. I think that mm-hmm. game against Miami, he had, like, an insane number of targets. I know it was, like, more than 15. It was oh. pretty crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there's some He had, like, like, I think, 9 or 10 in the first half of that game, I think. He ended halftime with that, I think. That's insane. Yeah. But then, like, the game against the Jets, like, he barely had any. He's had five targets or less in three of his last five games, and the Rams only Which won is a little two concerning. of those. Yeah, it's it's really bad. But. but I think the better question, I mean, we all we all we all can say it's Cooper Cup, Robert Woods for the wide receivers, but who is the damn quarterback? I mean, tell us about the Walford surprise last week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of the Walford surprise, I mean, it's <laughs> I just love how Sean McVay made it such a secret. He told his team. <laughs> You know, we're going to run with this guy. Don't tell anyone. It's crazy that the guy who got the surprise the most was Sean McVay. Like, like what, the first drive? I think it was first the first drive. or a few plays in. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Walford out. Yeah. Jamal Adams with the missile. <laughs> My goodness. But Jared Goff looked okay with his finger. He looked great. But, I mean, let's be real here. Okay. You really relying on Jared Goff to win you games? No, it's that defense that's carrying them hard with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, man. I mean, it's a good sign for them because Aaron Donald's back with, uh, or he claims to be back and he says his ribs feel real good. So, I mean, that's that's his own self-assessment, but that's a good sign because if they have him, that defense is going to be great. I like it. All right. So, with that being said... Contender or pretender in terms of the Super Bowl? In terms of the Super Bowl, I got them as a pretender because I honestly see the Los Angeles Rams. I like to see them as the Saints without the offensive firepower because they both got a good defense that can carry. Or okay, they the Rams even have they they have an even better defense. But the problem is that they they lack. I mean, offensive firepower. I, I mean, I think I can count the amount of touchdowns like they scored in the past two weeks with like two fingers. You know, like they have not scored. They, they they can't put up points, but it's that defense that's like that's carrying them. I agree. I feel like I feel like the Packers are ready. They have that one week vibe. I will say though, if you're like a betting person, this might be the upset game because you know, um they could did be. lose the Packers did lose their star tackle, and that could yes. play a big factor, especially with Aaron Donald bringing that's pressure. A good point. But, mm-hmm. But I will say that in terms of being realistic, I think the Packers got this, and I think the Rams are just a pretender. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that leads us to the last matchup, which is the last game this week. Actually, it's the second game on Sunday, and we'll start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Is it Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay? I'm still, I'm still trying to figure that out. Well, I don't know, but Tampa Bay got smacked twice this season by the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's all you know, huh? Mm-hmm. But, but Tampa Bay, alive and well, I think, Tom Brady really did prove that it wasn't the coach that he needed. Yeah. I mean, he does have a sack team, but I mean... It's Belichick that needed him. I agree, and it, it really does show. But this team is so interesting because I feel like sometimes they either kick the other team in the teeth or they're the other team in, like, the, the fetal position, like, protecting themselves. <laughs> like, you really don't, like... I, 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 I totally agree with you because the thing is, I mean, recently they popped off. You know, they, they got Antonio Brown in the game. You know, I mean, I wish Antonio Brown did this good when he was on the Raiders. But, I mean, for some reason, he, he he's doing his thing over there. But it's just against the Saints. Like, the, the, the first game of the season, I mean, it was a 23-34 to 34 game. They lost. Brady had a 78 passer rating. The second game, week nine, eight weeks later, guess the score? 338. Mm. They, they put up a field goal. He threw three interceptions, zero TDs for a 40 passer rating. So I, I, I don't know which Brady we're going to get. I mean, even if we get the better Brady with 78 passer rating, I mean, I don't think that's enough to win the game. I think the key to this team is getting that first half of the season Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, though. Yes. But I'm still trying to figure out the problem. Like, have like teams caught up with Todd Bowles? Like, does Todd Bowles use the same freaking strategy every single game? Because it worked week one, it worked week two, worked week three, and teams caught on. I don't know. It's, it's like that good- thing as the season rolls on, you know, you catch on to the playbook, nothing really changes anymore. So you got it in the bag. That's, that's the opposing that's team. It, it's good to know, though, for this, this Tampa Bay team that Todd Bowles is finally learning to make adjustments. And I'll, I'll give you proof. <laughs> You know the game against the Chiefs? Okay. And Tyreek Hill burned them. Mm-hmm. They played single high safety. They got torched. Because, you know, you probably yeah. shouldn't play single high safety with Tyreek Hill. Hill. That's so you know what they did? They played they two do? high safeties. Wow. <laughs> My man, shout out to Todd Bowles. <laughs> Legend. He's learning. He's a genius. He's learning. And, learning. That's, <laughs> and that's what we need. I mean... That's good. I hope that defense stays like it did in the the earlier parts of the season. But I mean, if we're uh, moving on, if we're talking about like the rushing attack, I mean, Ronald Jones was out last game. So they were relying on like Leonard Fournette. And if Ronald Jones is not here, then it's LaShawn McCoy. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Bucks called the third most passing plays in the league. So, I mean, I don't think their running backs being out or Ronald Jones being out should be much of an issue. Say, I mean, they always throw it. I agree. But if that, if that passing attack is popping with those wide receivers and a good tight end in Gronk, I mean, maybe they don't have to rely on the running game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Gronk ain't Gronk, but, you know, he's – let's be real. In the tight end world right now, Gronk is not that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not that bad. Not at all. But I think the only issue that the Saints might run into is that, like, sorry, I, I just thought about CJ Gardner Johnson and how he got smacked twice talking about the Saints DBs. <laughs> but who are you going to cover? Scotty Miller, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Browns. I mean, if it's not Rob Gronkowski, it's Cameron Bright. 
Wait, he's still on there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just double checking. Yeah. It's like, who do you cover? Because Antonio Brown's not putting up like crazy yardage each game. But the thing is, he's put, he put up at least one TD in each of the last four games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, who knows what, what Tampa Bay team we're going to see. I mean, maybe round three, they turn it around. But in terms of pretender or contender, to be honest, this might be the first time we argue on this. I think Tampa Bay is going to show up against New Orleans. They're going to they're gonna win their revenge game. I think that the Buccaneers are a true contender. I got, I got them as a contender, too. Surprisingly, I, I think we're agreeing on all of them so far. So we'll see where we go with the Saints next. But I actually had them as, as like, as a contender. Nice. All right. Yeah. And you mentioned them a couple of times. It's our last team that we need to talk about tonight. It is the New Orleans Saints. All right. Michael Thomas with his first TD of the season. Last game. <laughs> I just, all right. I'm going to be real with y'all. If you drafted Michael Thomas this year in fantasy football, I I apologize. Big rip. I don't. Big rip. I mean, I I hope there's some sort of like refund system in your league to get your money back because you obviously did not get <laughs> you obviously did not get your pie. But yeah, I mean, like what we said, this offense they need 2019 Michael Thomas to play in the playoffs. And they got a little glimpse of it during that first game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think Alvin Kamara as well. I mean, he he's a great back. You have Latavius Murray there. I mean, I I want to say that the Saints are super good on offense, but I don't know. I feel like there's something about Michael Thomas, man, who that, that just kind of gets me a little bit. And it's not a knock to his play or anything. It's just... The way this season has gone, I, I guess Michael Thomas has left a bad taste in my mouth. No, I, I, I could totally see that. And just based off this eye test, like, I think this is just me, me watching the regular season a bit. Did Taysom Hill move the ball better than Drew Brees this year? I mean, I don't know if he moved it better, but he definitely added that other dimension of the offense where, you know, you you run the ball. You know, like, because when Taysom Hill is your main quarterback, defenses are actually now guessing whether you're going to pass or run. But when Breeze is starting and all of a sudden you take Breeze out and you put in Taysom Hill, okay, obviously it's going to be a run because they, they barely pass it with him when he's on the field. <laughs> So, I mean, I think it does add that other dimension to the game because Breeze is, you know, on the wrong side of 30. And he's, I mean, he, sorry, he's almost pushing 40. But, I mean, he he's a little slow. He's not as mobile and quick like Taysom Hill. So, it's similar to that John Walford and Jared Goff thing where Walford is just more, more, more elusive, quicker. So, it adds a little bit more things you can do in your, in your game plan. Exactly. And it's crazy that I'm going to bring this up for like the third or fourth time, but I feel like the narrative for a lot of these teams is that teams that traditionally had really good offenses yeah. actually have good defenses. Yeah. Like the Saints. I mean, this D-line looks kind of nasty. And one player to note is Trey Hendrickson. Yes, him. Figured it out. He has more sacks this season 
than in his previous three seasons combined. And that reminds me a lot of Eric Armstead last mm. year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have an Eric Armstead year this year. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. You but, guys gave up the wrong D. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that yeah. um, mm-hmm. when the time comes. But Marcus Davenport, I need to see more of him um, in terms of being on the field and just yes. making more plays. And Cam Jordan, he's Cam Jordan. Still great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's solid. I originally wrote in my notes that the Achilles heel is which Marshawn Lattimore we're going to get in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. But let's be I real. Agree. They're playing Tampa Bay. Marshawn Lattimore's going to line up against Mike Evans. I don't know if you've seen that stat line, but I'm pretty sure Mike Evans has caught the same amount of balls against Marshawn Lattimore as we have. Oh. Zero. Great. Well, <laughs> at least we know that um, who Mike Evans is lining up against. <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore. You know, sometimes when receivers like that get zero catches, I feel like they should just give any anybody else a shot. Like, why not me? You know, I'll probably get smacked out there by the first play. But I mean, what difference am I making? Mike Evans isn't catching anything. I won't catch anything. Give me the fan experience, you know. <laughs> that, that's just my take on this. But I love Mike Evans. Great player. He's he's a great player, but I don't know what like what Marshawn Lattimore does like to prepare against when he plays against the Buccaneers, but he does something different that week. But I mean he he probably just calls up Jalen Ramsey because Jalen Ramsey knows how to lock down a big receiver too, DK Metcalf. <laughs> like, oh, okay, DK Metcalf, don't come after me. But you know how he he his mouth guard thing is the little baby sucker thingy. I don't know what they're called. I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. When he plays against Jalen Ramsey, he's like a baby. You know, he he's not big, big, too, big, strong, two hundred pound man that I'm scared of anymore. You know, he don't look scary on the field. Like they make him, or he makes DK Metcalf look human again. I agree. I don't know if you remember those commercials where it's just like, "Hey, Ryan." Eat a Snickers. You ain't you when you don't eat a Snickers. <laughs> exactly. It's like when Jalen Ramsey lines up against DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf looks like DK Metcalf when he didn't eat his Snickers for the day. Yeah. <laughs> throw his Snickers out there for him, for the man. Maybe, Maybe. give it to Mike Evans too. But yeah, coming back to the Saints, I think um, their, their defense is great. I mean, they finished the season like what? I think, I'm sure you know this by now, and all of you guys know this, but it's like top five in rushing yards allowed per game, passing yards per game, interception, sacks per attempt, points allowed per game. They're, they're a top five defense. And honestly here, to end it off, I think that they are a contender too, which puts me kind of at like a little gridlock between the Buccaneers and the Saints because I think they both could win this thing easily. You know, so I, I think it's going to be a great game to watch. I mean, what do you think? It's going to be a great game. Um Oh, Again, no. it's that rivalry. It's that NFC rivalry. They're in the same division. Yeah. But I will say it. I think the upset's going to happen, and the Buccaneers are going to win against the Saints. All right. I think after really- three games, I think after three games, they're going to finally figure out how to stop this team. I mean, I hope. I mean, it sucks because, you know, week one, they looked bad. Then, yeah. the, then the second time they played them, they looked worse. They looked but worse, I- yeah. <laughs> They'll figure it out. I feel like they'll figure it out. I hope they do. So are they going to figure it out because the Saints pull what they did against the Vikings, like, I think, a year or two ago? And is that how they're going to win the game, or are they going to control the whole game? I'll be real. I think they might need that to win. 
but I think it's gonna happen. It's in the same. But a dub's a dub. So who cares? A dub's a dub. Well, yeah, that puts us to the end of the episode. I mean, to everyone that made it this far, I mean, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year or this upcoming season because you stuck around for this long. We'll catch you guys again next Friday when we talk about the AFC and NFC uh, championship rounds. And uh, we'll give you a little precursor to the Super Bowl. And thanks again, everybody. All right. That's the T. That's the T.